This is the Starseed Awakening Podcast. I'm your host, Monet Florence Combs, the coach for starseeds who are ready to heal on a soul level and fall in love with life on Earth. Join me for an epic intergalactic journey of celestial heritage, deep healing, and consciousness expansion. Let's go. Hey, everybody. I hope you are doing well out there. If you notice that I sound a little stuffy, uh, forgive me. It's springtime in Texas, and I can't get over how much pollen is in the air. I grew up with really, really bad allergies to all types of pollen. Uh, Basically, every tree that they tested me for, I was allergic to, except for eucalyptus. Uh, But I am mostly allergic to grass and just eh, everything from uh, any sort of tree, (laughs) which is unfortunate. I always find it kind of ironic that uh, I seem to be allergic to earth (laughs) in some ways. Like, uh, how nature just doesn't always agree with me. I'm allergic to all of it, as well as how, um, you know, I have POTS, uh, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, which uh, really translates to I'm allergic to gravity. Because <laughs> when I stand up, my, my heart rate does weird things, and sometimes I faint. So I just find it really kind of funny how my resistance to being here on earth kind of made me in when I internalized that in this physical body uh, that it resulted in me being allergic to earth which is kind of sad but I just have to find humor in it right now you know what's done is done and I'm on my own healing path If you have no idea what I'm talking about, listen to my story where I talk about uh, how my health problems all come from not wanting to be here (laughs) and feeling guilty and and, uh, grief and all that. So I've just gotten used to the allergies thing, Uh, but it's reactivated since moving to Texas. My allergies didn't bother me for a long, for years, really back in San Diego where I'm from but I guess I'm in a new environment now so it just comes with it I'm extra sensitive <laughs> not just emotionally but physically uh, I wonder how many of you can relate to that so today I was going to talk about my original plan was to play a session from the Pleiades uh, Pleiades present time stream However, I, I realized that the audio was just not, not a podcast quality. It was really, it was really hard to understand. At the time when I did this session for my client, I, I could understand her uh, mostly, but I, I think that in playing it, it's, it's just going to be too difficult to understand, unfortunately. Um that was a is an interesting session. So instead, I'm going to play a session from Vega. 
So you've heard me talk about Lyrans before, uh, as that's where my primary lineage is, uh, as well as all of you. You know, if you've had multiple, I mean, we're going to assume that you've had many, 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 many lifetimes out in the stars. And so that means, you know, if you're an older soul, which I'm going to assume most of you are again, uh, that you, 99% of you have probably had lifetimes uh, as a Lyran because the Lyrans were the the first uh, species within our galaxy, you know, our galactic lineage uh, before they went out and colonized the other star systems for a myriad of reasons. So uh, I think it's good to kind of think of it that way, right? Just because, you know, I usually say like, oh, I'm Lyran, right? Because whenever I have my own um, sessions or I'm channeling the the being that comes through is Lyran and tells me that I'm Lyran. Um, though I'm, I'm sure that I have had other lifetimes elsewhere. You know, the Lyrans moved outside of their star system, ultimately. I can kind of think of it like, you know, this is the star system that I am primarily associated with. Uh, or another way to think of it would be, you know, in this lifetime, which um, ET frequencies are expressing themselves or want to express themselves. So back to Vega. Vega is part of the Lyran constellation as we see it now. And what Vega represents is a branch off from the original Lyran, maybe energy signature, if you think about it that way. While the Lyrans as a whole were more like um, explorers, galactic explorers. They were colonizers. Uh, they they were the ones that started, you know, because of where their technology eventually evolved. They were able to go out and basically spread across the galaxy. And that was their one of their primary focuses as a species so what happened was the lyrans that were the offshoot that ended up going to vega they were a little different they represented a deviation from this what we can call a masculine polarity where you know it's go out and conquer and it's very spirited right I, that energy comes through whenever i work with a lyran um these vegans they're more on the feminine side and by feminine i don't mean like gender um what i mean is more you know if you you're looking at yin yang uh light dark um or day night maybe that's a better a better way to these 
vegans were more inward. They were the carriers of spiritual wisdom in the galactic family, uh, the original ones. And with their deep uh, pursuit of spirituality, they also were interested in spiritual technology. And, you know, some examples of spiritual technology that are relevant here on earth might be you know crystals or tools for divination for example like um, reading oracle or tarot cards Uh, those would be examples of spiritual technology now what we'll hear in this session is an example of spiritual technology from vega which is pretty cool since it's uh, you know, we don't really have anything to compare it to. It's very interesting. Now, some of the themes for these vegans, which you can look at yourself to notice if there are any of these in yours, to see if you have any vegan past lives that might be have colored your experience, your soul's experience, right? And, and now are expressing themselves on earth. Some of these have to do with the theme of rigidity in their spiritual practices. So let me know if this rings any bells. Uh, I've, I've done meditation coaching for a while now. And the thing that I notice the most is that there are a lot of people who, when you know they want to talk about meditation with me, they're very, very rigid in their practice, right? They've built in these um, rules for themselves in how meditation is supposed to look like, how often you're supposed to do it, for example. And then what ends up happening is that along with that, it becomes perfectionistic. Uh, so it's it's like... There, there's a lot of self-scrutiny in the process and judging of the self. So if, if this sounds like you, what I want to invite you to do is to relax a little bit. Enjoy the process. Watch what your motivations are. Is it because you are trying to do it perfect and you're trying to reach, you know, um, spiritual goal for example and you've decided that it the way that you're going to do that is to you know do not just meditation but any you know use of spiritual technology or um, any spiritual practice are you doing it uh, in a rigid way where you're judging yourself and I think a good way to describe it might be transactional, right? You're not doing it for the enjoyment of doing it. You're doing it because you're trying to attain some sort of end goal. And there's nothing wrong with spiritual goals. But when you are very, very fixated and you're analyzing and you're not in the moment and just enjoying the process and then what you're you end up doing is you've closed yourself off to any possibilities of your own intuition or 
of the guidance from your spirit team. You know, our guides are always leading us and showing us how to do all these spiritual practices. And when we become perfectionistic about it, then what happens is we get closed off to any communication um, from elsewhere because we think it has to be a certain way because we have human brains, right? So allow yourself to play. Think about how your thoughts are driving your spiritual practice. Is the thought that you are clinging on to, I should do this? Um, or this needs to be right, you know, or is it, I'm open to however my spiritual journey unfolds. I'm open to it taking twists and turns and it's okay if I don't always connect, uh, to source or whomever you're connecting to, uh, you know, be very patient with yourself and, Enjoy the process as opposed to trying to transactionally attain some level of uh, mastery or proficiency. Or what I see sometimes is people who believe that they need to do things perfectly in order in order to ascend, right? But I want to offer you that if anybody's telling you you need to do uh, meditation or any spiritual technology, or practices, um, if they're telling you that you need to do things a certain way in order to ascend, uh, that that might send up a red flag. Be really honest with yourself when you are listening to people who are claiming that they're already in the fifth dimension and they're trying to tell you how to do it. From what I understand from my own experiences and from all of the uh, books that I've read that come from reputable channels, if you're in the fifth dimension or rather fifth density consciousness, as I like to put it, you're, you don't have a physical body anymore. So uh, I, I don't quite understand how people can say that they <laughs> are... I've already made it to 5D and we're all living in some other alternate universe here. Notice that any claims like that are coming from a place of being a human and having an ego. So don't take this stuff so seriously. Just enjoy getting to know yourself at the soul level and at the cosmic level. That's what it's all about. Okay, so now I'm going to go ahead and play this session and then we will unpack it afterwards. Enjoy. There are lots of trees and it feels like I'm up in one of them. Mm -hmm. I don't have a sense yet of what I am though. That's okay. It'll come. Okay. Sometimes this... Um, these uh, off-planet uh, experiences come through a little bit different than Earth ones. So okay. we'll just take our time. Okay. Do you have any sense of how you're feeling in this tree? Hmm. 
it's sort of a powerful feeling just because I'm like really high up and I'm able to look down and see a lot, like mm -hmm. pretty far out into the landscape. What do you, what else do you see in the landscape? Just trees everywhere forever. Wow. Is there anybody around you? I don't think so. It feels like I'm just up there, like enjoying looking at the trees. Hmm. Like this is my hideout or <laughs> like a happy place or something. Yeah. Cool. Let's, um, I'd like to see what happens next. Feels like I'm flying. Hmm. Are you flying? Uh, are you using your body to fly? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Am, am I a bird? That doesn't seem quite right. It's reminding me of like, um, do you know those squirrel suits that people wear? The wing suits? Mm -hmm. It seems sort of like that. Hmm. And where are you headed? Some kind of gathering. Yeah, so what happens then when you get to the gathering? I see like a campfire and several other people. That seems like some kind of important gathering. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about the other people? Any impressions come through? Long tails? Ah. Like each person has a long tail. Uh-huh. That's like the clearest thing I see. Are they kind of fuzzy, the people? Yeah. But they look like humans? Human-ish. Human-ish, yeah. Yeah. Are they uh, are they tall, short? tall mm -hmm. so tell me what happens at this gathering it's some kind of like assigning responsibilities or something like mm -hmm. who's gonna take care of what and there's like um a lot of nervous excitement about it all mm. what's the excitement about can't tell okay uh, does this feel like um, this place where you guys are and where you're living? Does this feel like your home or is it a place you're visiting or um, a new place you're inhabiting? Feels like home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm seeing like little houses and the trees and stuff. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, it feels comfortable and homey. All right, let's move you to the uh, next important thing that happens. There's um, a small group of us that are like hugging everyone else and saying goodbye because there's something like we're leaving to go do something. Okay. Do you know what it is you're going to go do? It feels like we're going to look for something. I'm seeing like um, 
lots of supplies and things that we're gonna carry with us and okay so it seems like we'll be gone for a while okay how um I want you to start that journey how how are you getting to where you're going seems like mostly walking oh now it seems like um what is it called you know those like coming of age kind of quests that some of the native traditions Mm -hmm. have yeah it almost feels like that like a rite of passage maybe yeah yeah interesting okay cool yeah what happens next seems like like we had some kind of a helper animal helping carry some of the stuff and it died Mm. so now we have to carry everything and also we're like burying the animal Mm -hmm. and then we have to keep going Oh, and now it seems like we're leaving the forest or wherever it was we were. It's opening up a lot more into just grassland. Mm-hmm. You're doing great. You keep going on your journey and let me know what happens. It just seems like a long, lonely journey, even though I think there are two other people with me. Mm-hmm but we can't go back until we do whatever it is we're trying to do. Yeah. Let's um, fast forward you to the point where you reach your um, destination or accomplish whatever it was that you set out to do. Okay. I see myself holding this thing that's like, it's like a magic ball. It just looks like mostly light. Uh-huh. What are you supposed to do with it? I don't know. It's making me really nervous, though. <laughs> yeah, what happens next? Somehow it's like this ball represents hope. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's hope for who... Is it hope for your people or someone else? Well, it feels like this this all seems really weird, but (laughs) I'm just gonna go with it. You can just say it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it seems like this hope is like inherent to wherever I am. Like we just dug it up out of somewhere where there are a lot of these these things. Uh Uh-huh. And we're supposed to take it to a place to restore their hope. Ah, interesting. Do you know what place it is? Is it on this planet that you're at? Is it somewhere different? Feels like everywhere. Like this is an ongoing thing that happens. Like for, I guess, my people, we take the hope that we have and we spread it around everywhere. Hmm. On the planet and off. Mm-hmm. 
Why don't you go to the next important thing that happens? It's a celebration. So it seems like we did a good enough job to where enough places have hope now that it raises everybody up out of the darkness. Ah. I see. So now what happens next? At first I was thinking, well, I guess the job is done. So now what? But now it's like we have to keep it alive. We have to keep it going and nurture the the hope and the light that has been created. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do that? It feels very sad. It feels like we all have to leave each other to go to different parts of the different parts of the universe, I guess, and like be at all the places that need our help the most. Mm. And just makes me really sad to leave. Mm. Are you guys all saying goodbye to each other? Mm-hmm. Take your time with that, and then I would love to see what happens next. It just seems kind of blank after that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder if that was the end of that life. And then you were meant to do continue the work in your next incarnation? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to cut in here. And yeah, that was just a really cool example of uh, spiritual technology that doesn't exist here on our planet yet. So at the next part of the session was when I brought the higher self forward and we asked started asking some questions. Um, And that's when we determined that my client was uh, vegan in this lifetime, Uh, a Lyra, a Lyran from Vega. So when we're asking at this point uh, where this person is experiencing this past life and um, who they are, you know, what species it's, it's kind of fun. It, It, I figured out the perfect analogy it's a little bit like, uh, you know, in Harry Potter, where the where Harry chooses his wand. You know, you try out all the different wands, and then, um, you know, the wand chooses the wizard essentially, and you know he lights up, and the the wind blows, and there's this like energetic um, rush, right? When when it lines up, that's kind of what it's like when we go through the questioning and intuitively figure out the galactic lineage. There there has been a time before where I worked with somebody who was outside of our galaxy, and that, that was a challenge. Uh, what she was describing was a, a different galaxy that was I could not find it for the life of me. It was not on the map, so to speak. So... That was interesting, but 
um, usually there's this kind of um, really solid inner knowing as we are tapped in to quantum consciousness. The way that it operates, the way that we, uh, a person operates when they are under quantum hypnosis in this deep theta state is that the information is accessed. It's not through intellect. It's not through, you know, the conscious brain and and that type of knowing. It's uh, driven by feeling. You'll often hear, you know, somebody in these sessions saying, oh, I'm, I'm feeling emotional. Um, you know, and that's kind of what it's like when we ask, okay, uh, are you vegan? Are you Lyran? Are you from a riot? Where, wherever. Um, then what the person gets is it's like a rush of feeling that helps confirm. Uh, it's, it's really cool and interesting. So now let's go ahead and listen to what my client has to say here. Her higher self really has to say about, um, what her purpose is here on this planet right now based off of what she experienced in that session. How can she use this lifetime? What can she do to keep keep that hope alive and keep spreading that hope here on Earth right now? She has to keep cultivating it within herself mm-hmm. and then live her life in a way that inspires other people and shows them that they have other options there are other choices and there is hope mm-hmm. so she's to be an example of that mm-hmm. and that will raise up the people around her mm-hmm It's like, uh, I'm seeing a lighthouse. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she just has to shine that. And she will be a beacon. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is she here to help with, um, as the Earth is transitioning into fourth density consciousness, is this, is, is that her her part in this mm-hmm. and all she has to do is just be here and be herself and shine her light mm-hmm. yeah just help anchor in that that um frequency i guess yeah awesome i'm just i keep hearing like to keep it alive within myself yeah yeah how can she remember to do that by just continuing any practice that um, brings her back to her truest essence, mm. like meditation or yoga or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter what it is, just feeling the, the truth. Yeah. Would it, would it help? Uh, oh, has she, has she been on, is she, um, connected uh, is would connecting more to her her Lyran roots and self be helpful to her 
I'm getting like an excited feeling in my body. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. I can help with that. It's so fun. I never get tired of helping people awaken to their own galactic selves. It's just, it's just so fun. It's just the best. So the last thing I wanted to talk about is, remember, I'm, I mentioned how, you know, the typical Lyran profile, it represents masculinity, masculine energy, uh, whereas, you know, the, the vegan is the more feminine energy. So right now in our galaxy, we have just started a new cycle. Uh, in 2012, what happened was we transitioned from a, a more masculine, um, polarized cycle to now we have begun the process of integration and we've switched over into this feminine cycle. And so energetically, we are we are moving in this direction as we see, you know, the, the rise of the divine feminine uh, start to blossom. Whereas if you look at our culture on Earth, you know, we were in a very masculine cycle before uh, where the, the feminine and the divinity within feminine was uh, squashed for a long time. So we're, we're moving towards integrating the masculine with the feminine so how can you can in your own life start to ride this wave and shift things within yourself and be an example of how to embody the feminine this has been part of my own journey as um you know with with my Lyran roots are more of the masculine type with this kind of inner desire to um, conquer and get things done and take lots of action. And um, I don't, you know, I've just always been like this. Um, So while those are great qualities, it can lead to imbalance if you are also not able to embody the feminine qualities on the other side. Remember, this is in in an energetic sense, not in a literal sense. So one of the things in our culture that, you know, globally, really, that we struggle with right now at this very time in regards to uh, an imbalance with feminine and masculine is that we tend to look to our external circumstances to change them in order to fix the problems in our lives. So one example might be, you know, if if we don't like our stretch marks on our body, uh, you know, let's, we try to erase them. We try to change them. You know, if we don't uh, like our partner, we try to swap out and find another partner. If we're unhappy in life, we keep trying to change the circumstances in our lives. Uh, rather than, you know, there is another way to do things, 
which um, is not always the easiest or the instantly gratifying way, is to go inward and to change what's going on on the inside that is making us so dissatisfied and unhappy. So that looks like learning a whole new set of skills so that you can learn how to be happy no matter what. That doesn't mean that you never um, modify your appearance, for example, if that's what you want to do, or that you stay with a partner that's mistreating you, um, you know, or that you keep your life, you know, live your life in a way that isn't aligned with what you want just for the sake of being happy with your circumstances. What it means is that you're able to, instead of relying on the outside world changing so that you're happy, you are able to make happiness an inside job because you have agency over your own inner world. And by inner world, I mean the thoughts that you're thinking in your head and the beliefs that you have about yourself, about your worth, about what you're capable of. When you feel solid in your own ability to not just be tossed around by the universe, because you have agency and you know that you are the creator of your own experience here on this planet, then when you take action, you're not taking it in an unhinged, um, impulsive or compulsive way because you don't know how to go inward and really check in with yourself and your true desires you know you don't need a better body to be happy that you can be happy right now because you know that you don't have to change something in order to be happy about it and control something in order to have a desired outcome because all of our results all of our outcomes in this life they all stem from what's inside and what we believe and what we are projecting out into our little universe so if this is an area where you're struggling this is something that we work on in my one-on-one program quantum coherence so that your masculine and feminine energies are completely balanced and you become an example of that in the world and when we work on ourselves and we go inward and heal all of our stuff then from that place we are able to go out and heal the world all right i am going to leave you there so next time i might play my own session we'll see uh, i have a really interesting contact uh, experience from my parallel lifetime um, so i'll either play that or we will go to serious serious c actually uh, which is a very ancient civilization uh, so we'll just you'll just have to wait and find out and i will see you next week bye 
Thanks for listening to the Starseed Awakening Podcast. The doors are open to my one-on-one program, Quantum Coherence, which combines virtual quantum hypnosis sessions and coaching to help you recover your memories from other lifetimes, expand your identity, and turn your power all the way on. Go to my website, thestarseedawakener.com, to book a free quantum connection call.